In this episode, I'm having a conversation with Debbie Akinkule, who is a success and personal development coach. And we will be talking about how to have the right and powerful mindset for success, personal development, and spiritual growth. And we'll also share about how self-affirmations can help you develop healthy, positive thought patterns, how to grow in your faith so that you can overcome the obstacles to winning in life, as well as how to discover what makes you happy and whole. If you're just meeting for the first time, my name is Ni, and I want to thank you for joining me on this video. And on this interview show, we share inspirational stories and practical tips on leadership, on Christian spirituality, and on living a successful life. So whether you're watching this live right now on YouTube or you're listening to the audio podcast or watching the replay later, thank you for joining us. Do us a favor and please click the like button and um, subscribe on our YouTube or on our audio podcast. And also leave a comment below. We want to know where are you watching from right now? And um, if you have any questions, feel free to post the questions in the comments, especially if you're watching live, we'll be happy to take your questions live this is going to be so much fun and by the way um, i also want to remind you to please check the descriptions um in the in, in uh, below the video you'll find um, links to resources from us and also from our guest i think that's gonna be fun all right so uh let me introduce my guest uh, today um, my guest is Debbie Akikole. She is a success and personal development coach. She works with Christians and helps them grow spiritually, live intentionally, and overcome obstacles to winning in life. And she loves to empower people to become all that God has destined them to become. She's a trained lawyer, a commercial manager, a public speaker, and also a published author. And she likes to bring all of the wealth of our experience from all of this to help people. She works with communities, with schools and charities and churches and governments and the corporate and private establishments in the United Kingdom. She's achieved success in coaching people and mentoring men and women in business, in personal development and spiritual growth. And I'm so excited and honored that she's joining me um, alive today. So ladies and gentlemen, I welcome my guest, Debbie Aki Clay. Hey, Hello. Debbie. Hi, 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 everyone. Good to How be here. Thank you for yeah. having me. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. How are you doing today? Very well. Very well. Thank God. Awesome. Yay. You know, I'm looking forward to this. Um, quick backstory. Debbie, Debbie and I go <laughs> back how many years now? Probably almost 10 years, maybe. And um, yeah, it's a long story. I wouldn't say everything, but we used to sing in the choir back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> and we were both singing tenor back then, and it was fun. And uh, we used to call her Mommy Debs, that's what we called her. That was her nickname. And she was, yeah. uh, she was just one of the most caring and loving people. Um, oh, and um, especially when I lived in the UK. And um, so I'm excited to have this conversation um, with her today because she's so filled with so much wisdom. And I thought it would be good to share some of your wisdom with the rest of the world. All right. So let us jump in. All right. So let's start with defining success. Now, as a success and personal development coach, um, that's what you do, basically helping people live successful lives. Mm -hmm. um, but the question is, what really does success mean? Everybody has their definition of what success is. But from your perspective, what do you think is the true meaning of success? Well, the first thing I would say is that, um, and I always teach people that, you know, 
Success, I would say, is a personal thing. Now, for me personally, I define success as fulfillment in life. And when I say fulfillment, I say living life um, in accordance with God's design. So in accordance with the way that God has created you to live, so living a life of purpose. Um, when when we ask people, so I, I run a program, I run a, a number of different programs just in terms of success. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people want to live a life of success, but the question, as you've rightly asked, is what is success? What does success mean to you? Mm-hmm. And to so many different people, success means so many different things. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, if and and what I always say is, if you do not know, if you don't have a definition of success, then someone else is going to define success for you, and you're going to start living success by somebody else's definition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I believe the the um, dictionary definition of success is an accomplishment of something, an accomplishment of perhaps an aim or a purpose. Mm. Um, you know, but from a Christian perspective, so um, as you said earlier on, the majority of what I do is always from a Christian standpoint. And I really believe it's about using what God has given you to become the best that you can become. And that is for the praise and purpose of God. So living mm. your life by God's design. And the only way you can really do that is to first of all, know what is God's design for my life? What is God's plan? What is God's purpose for my life? And mm. then aligning yourself to fit into that so that you can live a life of purpose. That is so good. What is God's design and God's plan for my life and aligning yourself so you can feed into that purpose. Before mm-hmm. I go into uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask, I, w- I wanted to go on that uh, train of thought um, for a few more seconds. Now, for, for the sake of some people who may be watching this, uh, maybe don't have a Christian background or, or maybe I know people of faith, or maybe they are, but don't really see a connection between been successful and following uh, and, and following jesus or connecting to your faith and all that but what do you why do you think it's because I, I see you mentioned a lot about god's purpose and i believe in that also but w- why do you think it's so important to bring god into that journey of success it's possible i mean there are so many self-help books out there so many mantras and i mean several stuff so what is it about bringing God into the conversation of success that makes it different and unique from all the other thought processes um, out there? Thank you. Um, That's a really good question. So for me, I think, um, I believe that we are all here for a reason. We're all here for a purpose. Um, You know, so I think, I I believe that it's not enough just to live life the way we want to live it or according to our own dictates. I believe that there is one God and that one God created Debbie and he also Mm. created me to fulfill a purpose, to do something. So we're Mm. not just here by mistake or just by default because my Mm. mum and dad, you know, engaged in coitus and I came along. Mm. Um, I believe it's so much more than that. And I believe I'm here to do something, to fill a purpose. And so that's why I feel it's important to to be aligned to the creator of my purpose, to understand the Mm. reason that I'm here so that I'm not just living life, not just moving with the world, not just, you know, flowing as it were or floating or as we like to say, living life by default but actually finding out why am I here and I do believe that even people who are not of faith do ask the question just in terms of who am I why am I here what am I here to do um you know what comes to mind is a book written by um Rick Warren Mm. um purpose driven life which is why on earth am I here Um, and I believe that's a question that everybody asks not just Christians why am I here what am I doing here we're looking for a life of fulfillment we're looking you know how can I be the best that I can be if that's truly what Mm. you want to be um you Mm. know and as I started you know as I started looking into success and you know why do people want success what does success mean to people Mm. a lot of people who are non-Christians think it's about amassing wealth and amassing a lot of cash and perhaps independent financial freedom and what you find is that when they 
do get there, like a lot of Christians do get there, there's still something missing. There's that void that they still feel that they need to fill. And this is the reason why, um, part of the reason why you see people who have everything they need in life, they may have a mental breakdown. Some people commit suicide. There's still that something missing because they are not aligned with their purpose. They're not aligned with God. So I, I, I believe that it is very important that we are aligned with our, our God-ordained purpose, the reason why we are here. Um, there's that famous saying that um, if you do not, <clears throat> excuse me, not, um, without purpose, if purpose is unknown, then abuse is inevitable. <laughs> so if you have That's something you don't know what it's for, then you're not going to do it in the right, abuse com- is, comes up. So yep. I believe that's quite important. That is so good. Thank you for saying that. Um, I really believe, I think that's very true. And um, yeah, as aligning with God's purpose for our lives help you redefine what success is for it takes away the um the selfish ambition part of success mm-hmm. where it's all about what i can get for myself and kind of focuses on how can i serve humanity because that's what god created me to do i love that all right so um let's talk about self-affirmation it's something that i've heard you um, talk about I, I attended one of your master classes uh, a few days ago I think it was was it yesterday yeah, or two days ago? it was yeah, yeah. And, you, you, and you talked about the heart of affirmation and that was really really good and you talked about how the, the power of self-affirmation and you talked about the science and how the thoughts developed and negative self-thought but I guess the first question is what is affirmation and why is it important for us to cultivate that um life or the attitude of self-affirmation to help us succeed so affirmations is, is essentially using the power of the words um to mm. create our lives as it were i said to create our lives i said it very lightly but essentially mm. um when i look at it from a christian perspective um the bible says that the words we speak they are power and they are life they're very mm. powerful mm-hmm. um and the bible also tells us that as a man thinks in his heart so is he now what i've found just just from my research in terms of things like positive affirmation and some of this new age like manifestation and the, and the the secret the law of attraction and a whole lot of these things um many people are using them for success in inverted commas and they're using them and they're getting results and Mm. why are they getting results i believe this is because there are universal laws that god has put in place that regardless of whether you're christian or not he's he's a he's a god who honors his words and that's Mm. the reason why the bible tells us that the rain will fall on it falls on rich and the poor it falls Mm. on unbelievers and believers at the same time so there are certain things that will work regardless if you sow an apple seed you're going to get an apple fruit Uh etc what you sow is what you eat so a lot of these things um are now being used in um in the secular world as it was outside of christianity Uh to um to get what we want or to get what we need or to align ourselves with the universe as they will say um but my research has found and and like i was saying just in terms of the power of affirmations when you my research led me to to find out that this was something that was developed in the 1970s where people started to find out that our thoughts are the basis of a lot of things it's basically it's the basis for all that we are yeah. everything that we do and it's it's these thoughts that can either build us up or break us down when you have yeah. negative thoughts and you have negative feelings it can lead to mental health problems depression yeah. suicidal thoughts and god knows what else um you know but when you have positive thoughts when you have successful thoughts when you think i when you believe in who god says you are your authority your power in christ you can become so many good and great things um you know so 
um, going back to the question, which was, <laughs> I think I've missed, missed your question. I know it's just in terms of the power of affirmation. Mm-hmm. I do believe that um, God has given us creative power. And he demonstrated that right in the very beginning when he spoke the words and it, and at the words he spoke became. And in the mm-hmm. same way, he has given us that creative power to be able to speak the words and they become. And that's why we, we, we know that the words he has given us, they are life um, and they, they can be life and they can be death. Um, the Bible tells us that the word, the word of God is sharp, it's powerful, it's alive you know it can do wonders so why don't we speak those words into our lives to create our lives and we're not creating our lives outside of god we're creating our lives with god because then what we're doing is we're using scripture to speak into our lives to repair our lives so when you look at this when you look at the science of it what they found is that the subconscious mind um it's almost like it doesn't it doesn't have um a pull it just goes with whatever you feed it so if you feed it with positive things it will move towards the positive mm-hmm. and if you feed it with negative things it will move towards negative so if you feel it feed it with a lot of self-limiting a lot of doubt um you know i can't do this i'm not strong i'm etc then that's what you're going to get you're you you will start to believe that and mm-hmm. um what i found is when you start to study the bible very extensively you'll find that the bible focuses on the mind of a man and sometimes refers to it as the heart of a man you know um out of the heart flows issues of life it tells us we should have the mind of christ it says you should be transformed by the renewing of your mind it says you should have the, the mind of christ it says so many things about the mind and when it says um as a man thinks in his heart so is he that just mm-hmm. says you know if i think that i belong to god i am you know i am powerful i'm strong um because he's says i am i'm a child of god you know what no weapon formed against me will prosper then all of these things will become to begin to become my reality and taking it back to the world you know i said the world they use all of these things to to prosper and to be successful to an extent um but you know what i really love about the bible the bible is so complete um you know there's a there's a psalm that i was reading the other day um and it's one of my favorite psalms i believe it's psalm 73 if i'm not um i'm not um, mistaken but when you read that psalm it talks about the um ungodly person and about how he's doing all of these great things and i guess it's because he's putting those laws in place and he's reaping his rewards here than everywhere you think i'm a child of god why am i not getting it why am i not getting all of these things but the end of that man is not good the end of that man is destruction but when you have christ it is not but you see um there's a parable that says that the um, people of the world are wise. You know, the people of the world, they know, I, I believe Jesus said that in one of his parables, they, they, they sit down, they learn, they study, they find out what works, and then they use it to their advantage. And what they've done is they've taken a lot of Christian principles, they stripped out Jesus, and they are using it for their advantage. And we, who we call ourselves Christians, we're missing out on so many principles, mm. which is part of the thing I taught in, um, you know, the power of affirmation. So a lot of Christians stay away from affirmations, perhaps, you know, maybe they only go with prophetic declarations, but they stay away from affirmations because they feel oh that's about self and it's new age what about scriptural based affirmations you know Mm. i believe that there are so many in the bible and i shared some of them on the class um um, yesterday when i talked about um abraham you know Mm. and god called him the father of many nations when he had no children god affirmed Mm. who he was in god it's the same thing with gideon what did god say he said you mighty man of valor (laughs) and gideon said look i'm not just from the weakest clan but i'm even the weak inside that clan (laughs) you know yeah and Mm -hmm. and it's just the way god is and you know I, I gave the example that God in himself he affirmed who he was when he was mm-hmm. speaking to Moses in the burning bush what did he say he said I am that I am he affirmed yep. that 
even he speaks, you know, it's not that he's speaking it to affirm himself to himself, but he was affirming himself to Moses. But we can take so much out of that. If God mm. can stand there and say, I am that I am. If I stand and say, I am precious, I am chosen, I am a royal priesthood, you know, and I say all those promises that God has given to me i say to them first of all i'm aligning my spirit i'm aligning my flesh but i'm also telling the enemy i'm telling the world who i am and whose i am and so that's why we have to stand on the power of affirmation it is an amazing tool that many christians miss out on you know and just one more thing i'm sorry before i allow you to ask more questions yeah mm-hmm. is, um you know the when we do affirmations affirmations are speaking from a perspective that we already have what we want we are, we've already created that world so the bible says calling those things that are not as though they are so what are we doing essentially we're speaking in faith by faith you know and what i really believe is that we are in this physical realm but there is mm. also a spiritual realm now this spiritual realm is not bound by time or or any of the things that limit us today so mm. those things that god has said has designed has you know ordained for us are already there so when the bible gives us all of these promises about who we are and who we are going to be it's not because we are going to be that it's because we are already those things we already have those things and so what mm. we need to do in our realm is we need to align ourselves physically we need to align ourselves to the spiritual we need to step out of this realm and step into the god realm we need to see things from a godly perspective and god says you already have it you know and um um i was reading this um parable and and uh, you may know the parable your viewers may know it of mm. an elephant and the elephant um was um it was in a zoo or it was somewhere in a field but it could escape and it was tied down by a very small rope on its yep. front leg mm-hmm. and it refused to move it was almost like it was stuck by this rope and um, the passerby went to the zookeeper and said you why is the um elephant you know not moving why is it just staying there and then the zookeeper explained well when it was young we used that little rope to hold it down and when it was young that rope was good enough to hold the elephant down but now that it's grown it's been conditioned to um feel like that same rope that used to hold it down can still hold it down so it's limited itself by its past experience and i find that we as christians we also limit ourselves by our past experience if we think about the chain we feel that we're bound we're held down but christ came Mm -hmm. christ Mm -hmm. set us free but the same things that held us back are still holding us back today because we do not take our authority in christ who god says we are we still believe in the lies of the enemy we still believe in a lot of things that were holding us back we refuse to step out we we don't understand that you know we, we can actually break free from that chain so that little chain that was holding the elephant down is similar to what is holding us back and sometimes it's just about believing in that word the more we speak to it the more our subconscious will align the more those things will become begin to manifest for us mm, that is so good i mean so many great points you dropped in and what you just said and i'm like processing through everything it's just so sorry <laughs> it's awesome yeah. no it's amazing and and the one thread that i i saw connecting all of them is i love are you connected affirmations to um the scripture and kind of like the basis of this is actually what god does to himself god actually says i am that i am a famine we we is almost like, and then i love the story of abraham you mentioned where god called mm-hmm. him the father of many nations before he had any kids any any children at one gideon also and it's almost like um the, the the skill or the gift or the tool of affirmation it's almost like a gift that god has given us to help us remind ourselves of who we are and yeah. kind of help us find 
um, when we when we find ourselves in that rut where we're kind of struggling, feeling stuck, it just helps us remember. Oh, this is this is why I'm, this are. is not this is not my reality. This is um, a situation I'm going through right now. But my reality is this is who I actually am. Kind of pulls you out of that, and I think that's so powerful. Um, something that something i wanted to rabbit trail now i'm going on this rabbit trail before i come back to what i want to ask <laughs> but something you said um about this being a principle that is actually um a gift that god has given us that the world and now when we say the world is kind of like just a general statement mm. for people who are maybe not necessarily calling themselves followers of jesus um but they've taken this principle and perfected it and they use it and it actually gives them results and sometimes I, feel, I find myself torn between that because I realize that's actually true. So what's the point of being a follower of Jesus when there are people who necessarily are not Christians or, or, or maybe are not professing faith by using these principles that we would call scriptural principles and it works for them? So what's the point? Why not just go to the law of attraction or the manifestation things or all the other positive thought things and not necessarily follow jesus and still get success so what is the point why still follow jesus when you can do all that without him yeah so i think um i touched on it earlier on just when uh -huh. i spoke about psalm 73 and i do believe it's psalm 73 i hope that's the right psalm um uh -huh. but it talks about the wicked man prospering because he's doing uh -huh. all of these things now it doesn't necessarily say you know using manifestation or the law of attraction or any of those things but essentially he's put he's using the laws of the universe to get what he wants and he's uh -huh. prospering and the and the godly man is looking and saying well why is he getting everything he needs well basically uh -huh. exactly that question what's the point of me serving god if you know i don't need to serve god and i can get all of these things huh. but the truth of the matter is the end of such a person is destruction and this mm -hmm. is what the bible tells us you know without god you know <laughs> i'm speechless to be quite frank mm -hmm. with you mm -hmm. um but this is you know I, and that's why i said that some people in the world they have everything that they need or everything that they thought they need when they go after what they perceive as success when they get there there's still a hole in their heart and so that's why i feel that success can never truly be achieved without god you know and even when you do it with god it has to be according to god's purpose it has to be in line with what god wants for us we cannot do it by ourselves so it's all great to do it but you're never going to get that you know i said i was i would um sum up success in one word and mm. that one word is fulfillment but you mm. will never get true fulfillment if you do it outside of god so you can go and do the power of manifestation and you can do this that and the other um but at the end of the day without jesus without god you're gonna be stuck in a rut you know and mm. you just won't get what you need so wow that's good i like that <laughs> that is so awesome <laughs> thank you um i wanted to explore the connection between our thought process because it looks like a lot of success actually or personal development or spiritual growth whatever i would call it a lot of it is connected to how we think and our mindset and what we think of ourselves or people around us of and anything in between um what is the connection between growing your thoughts or um, taking care of your thought process and also growing your spirit man is that connection between how you develop your mindsets the right mindsets to be successful and how you grow spiritually do you see any connection between both by any chance 
I, I, I believe there is a connection just in terms of your spiritual growth. I mean, before you can grow spiritually, your mind has to be right. Mm. Um, I don't think you can take away from the renewing of the mind. Um, mm. You know, the Bible says be you renewed. Um, so one of the things, one of the things I always teach is, you know, um, God has given us Jesus Christ to, re- to bring us back to him. Yeah. And in bringing us back to him, we now put on the new man. We become a new man. So mm-hmm. we have to get rid of all of the old things. What are some of those old things? It's also the way we think. It's our thought mm-hmm. process and our mind and, you know, mm-hmm. being conditioned by the world. Um, you know, so it's very important. Before you can grow spiritually, you have to have you have to have the right mind. You cannot do it without having the mind of Christ. You cannot mm. have it without a renewed mind. Even the Bible tells us the kind of things that we need to think on, the things that are pure, that are true, that are holy, you know, that are of good report. The Bible tells us what you should spend your time thinking on. And when I mm. say think, you know, it leads me to the word meditate. Because to be honest with you, meditation is deep thinking. And the Bible says we should meditate on the word of God. Mm-hmm. You know, this book of the Lord should not depart from your from you. You should meditate on it day and night. So you meditate on the word of God. And it is, you know, it is from med- reading the word of God, studying the word of God, meditating upon the word of God until that word becomes you. You know, the Bible says that your word have I hidden in my heart so that mm-hmm. I will not sin against you. If you mm-hmm. do not hide the word of God in your heart, you will sin. And if you sin, it is very mm. difficult to grow spiritually. So it is key that our mind is right. Our mind is right with God and our mind is reconditioned, redesigned with God. You know, we need to have the right mindset. When you have the right mindset, you understand that you need to have, um, you need to develop the fruit of the spirit. You know, you understand something like, you know, I mean, spiritual maturity comes by maybe you have a lot of spiritual gifts. So you develop your spiritual gifts, but you don't work on the fruit of the spirit in your life. You know, and mm. the spiritual gifts are great. They're for the building and edifying of the church but what about the spiritual fruits that's for you when you think of you know not just love joy peace but self-endurance you think of patience you think of kindness you think of you know all of those things joy those things that are for you that grow you that edify you so the spiritual gifts are for the church and the building up of the body of christ but the spiritual fruit is for you and that only comes that understanding only comes by having the right mind by spending time in the word of god by allowing the holy spirit to download into you you know it's not just because when you read the word it's one thing to read the word but it's one another thing to get an understanding of the word to get a download from heaven and that only comes when you when you think and think and think again on the word Mm. of god that's so good think well as a man think it right um Mm. So he is such a good. I remember reading um, that book the for book. the first time. Yeah. Um, what's it like to think? It's, it's as a man thinketh. I think as it's a as a man. Yeah. I can't oh, oh, the one I'm thinking about right now is uh, I haven't read that one yet. I know that's a classic. I and it's on my list. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm thinking about Think and Grow Rich, which is obviously oh, a second book. Oh, Think and Grow book. Rich. Yeah, I think it's Napoleon, well, yeah. right? Yeah, I wrote it Napoleon a long time ago. That's correct. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, and that was like. I mean, I read it like w- when I was way younger, a long, a long time ago. But I remember how that mm. book kind of struck me. Like, oh yeah, there's a lot of connection between how you think and success. Even though, I mean, a lot of the book principles in the book is focused on material success. But I feel like mm-hmm. what really good principles that applies to life in general. But there's just something powerful about mindsets. Having the right yeah. mind that conditions you to actually be successful, whether it's for yourself. Um, or for your spirit man which it's all connected mm-hmm. i Absolutely. love that i love that Debbie. um one thing that fascinates me is that you 
you do a couple things so you have your i was gonna let me put this on the screen so people can see what mm. i see um so here's a link of stuff that debbie um, does so the art of scriptural affirmation you should check that out she did a master class um yesterday and i think it's available if people want available. to yeah and then it's she has it she has yeah, and she has some resources that you should definitely check out. That was really awesome. So you do scripture affirmations. You have this secret place community you've been doing for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. Also that you cultivate and you love writing devotionals. That's something I've noticed. <laughs> you love writing devotionals and you have the growth mastermind. What is your passion for? Um, I see you as someone that likes to create resources to help people. What I resources intentional about growing spiritually or resources intentional about helping people successful um, where did the, where did that passion come from of just creating resources coaching people helping people that's a good question um someone said to me you're very creative debbie and i said no i'm not because i don't see myself as um a creative um uh -huh. but i've learned especially especially this year and um i guess this year i've i've learned a lot more about myself you know just in terms uh -huh. of being on um being a personal development coach does not mean uh -huh. you don't you stop learning about yourself you continue uh -huh. to learn your, about yourself day uh -huh. in and day out and when i think about where it comes where it just where it comes from um i um I guess I established, um, so I established Wisdom Truth, which is my ministry arm in 2003. Mm -hmm. The reason why was because um, I wanted to learn more um, about the Word of God. Mm -hmm. um, so when I was growing up, my mom used to read the Bible all the time. She was in mm -hmm. bed, she'd wake up, she'd be reading it at night, she'd read it, you know, she'd speak the Word and everything. And it was too much for me. And I just... And it was King James, and I just thought, God, I, I don't ever want to be like her when I grow up, um, you know. Mm -hmm. But God took me on a journey, um, you know, just generally in my life. I was a bit mm. wayward. I did all sorts of things, you know, off the world. Um, and I'm, I'm a Christian girl. I grew up in the church, that's what I thought. And because of that, I felt like I knew everything I needed to know just in terms mm. of my Christianity. And so there was mm -hmm. no need for me to just be in church 24-7, reading and praying and doing all of those things. Until um, the year 2000 was looming and some people felt it was like, you know, the end of the world, oh, you know, you've got to get right with God and all of oh, those yeah, kind of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, I started going to church, started listening to the messages and it started to bring me like, you know, Debbie, you're doing it quite right. You know, so that was um, actually I'd given my life to God. You know, I think it was in 1996 I gave my life. But then I was a Sunday only, you know, Christian. Mm -hmm. Christianity was for church on a Sunday. But as we got towards 2000, you know, God really started to speak to me. And at the point, that point, I didn't think it was God, but God really just started to talk to me about my hearts and where I was. And if I was to die tomorrow, where would I, where would I go? Mm. Um, you know, so then I started to get a bit more serious about my faith. And I joined um, the believers class just to try and, you know, learn more about this, my faith that I think I know so much about. Mm. And I started to realize that I didn't actually know much. At that point, I changed church. I went to another church. And then there were two, um, I think there was two words that really stuck out to me in that point of time in my life. Um, and the first one was redemption. And mm. I really, it was at that point, I knew that I don't even know what that word means. It's just a word I throw around. It's just a Christianese word. And that redemption word, my pastor was doing a series on it. And I started to understand what redemption meant. The second word was conviction. <laughs> and mm. that's a word that gets thrown around a lot but God was really poking my heart and I started to understand what conviction meant 
so I went I finished I went to work as I was in a new church so I did the workers in training and I thought you know I've been baptized before don't need to do all of that you know but by the time I finished my workers class I had this conviction that Debbie no you need to go and start from the beginning so I went back to baptismal class uh, you know how to be a, a believer I mm-hmm. went through all of that journey and then the thing that really really stuck stuck, stuck out for me at that point in my life was you know the way that they teach and I think I'm, I've always been a teacher at heart mm-hmm. and um there's a lot of words that they use like righteousness like redemption like conviction like all of these christianese words that they throw around that i grew up thinking i knew the meaning of but i just knew how to use it i didn't actually really know what they meant and so i wanted to teach people um you know what it meant i wanted to break it down because well i mean i did it with my children and i love teaching my kids you know i mm-hmm. teach them bible stories and we'd have such a great time just breaking it down and some people would hear me and say debbie you know you should really teach this to other people and so that's where it came from was really just trying to break down the word and just trying to help other people so in 2003 um no not 2003 it was 2013 mm-hmm. i started wisdom truth ministries and that was solely online because I'm kind of camera shy I didn't want to come on online but it was on mainly on WhatsApp and just got a group of people and just started teaching the word and we started you know first of all, we started with themes and stuff like that and words and what it meant and then we started doing the bible in one year we went through a chapter a day we started reading it and breaking down the word and it, and for me it wasn't just about me teaching people but it was also about them teach we teaching each other so it was a bit like a mastermind where everybody had to share did you read genesis chapter one today what did you learn what did you learn what did you learn and we all had to share so we could grow together we did have about two or three times through um from from you know through through the years um that we did it and we learned so much and um it really got me to understand where the gaps were or where you know it's in terms of as i was teaching how people would take the word and so it was from there i started to do a bit of mentoring with some of the people who won the group i didn't start by writing devotionals um i landed devotionals was part of my journey to becoming who i am today so it helped me to get to know to read the word more you know so mm. devotionals um for me the fact that I've, it's a bit like accountability i've got a five-day devotional i've got to read so i read it means for me at that point it was yes it was just a tick box okay day one i've read my bible i've done my devotion i'm happy to go day two day three day four but then as i'm reading the more i'm reading the more god is speaking to my heart the more i'm seeing how it's changing my life and i'm becoming someone new so the more i want to change other people's life and so what i started to do was i started to you know write my own devotionals share it with those who i was mentoring and they were being blessed by it and you can say from there the rest is history so the book i actually co-authored with my sister is actually a devotional handbook and it was meant to be a 40 40 days devotional handbook so it's got 40 days in it uh-huh. but actually it has an additional 10 and so those people that we were mentoring also got an opportunity to write their own devotionals in the book and it's really oh, just wow. to stretch them yeah it's just to stretch them to get them to you know write also to teach other people because I, I i so believe that um there's a quote i came along which says um to teach is to learn twice over Mm. so the fact that you know something is one but when you have to teach it yeah you learn it twice over and so that's part of the reasons why we got them to write um in in the devotional Mm. and just to just to end this year just in terms of being creative and and stuff like that um when covid happened um (laughs) when covid happened it was Mm -hmm. like you know we were all stuck at home and for me it was a for me it was more of a pulling of god on my heart and saying right come back to me come back to me come back to me i need to realign you i need you to get your refocus back no not just for me but for everyone at large you know i mean we couldn't go to the cinemas or the movies you couldn't go to the restaurants you couldn't go to the soup everywhere you wanted to go to was closed down so god was mm-hmm. like literally right there's nothing left now so it's just me and you so let's let's get this on and you know from that moment um 
I love to bring people in. I love to learn with people and I love, you know, accountability. So I just said to people, you know, I'm doing this thing. Um, thank you, that's the book. I see the book. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm doing this thing called, um, we called it the Secret Place Challenge. I had no idea where God wanted to take it, but I just went out and said, guys, look, I believe that God is calling us right now back into the secret place. Mm. Um, you know, and he wants you to get to know him more the same way he wants me to get to know him more. So mm. I went on a journey of 30 days through the whole of April um, with 30 people as God would have it. And wow. all of those 30 people stayed and it wasn't planned 30 people. I was just, it's going to be a handful of people. We have 30 people. And every day, the night before, literally God would drop in my heart. This is the activity for tomorrow. And so it was activity based over 30 mm. days and, and it was okay. finding new ways to love on God. Mm. And so the question God asked me is that, you know, one of the things, one of the things, reasons why it came up was because we were now in, in this um, quarantine, you know, mm-hmm. I, I said to myself, I need to find new ways to love. We need to find new ways to love our partners, new ways to love our children, new ways to get on because we're going to be locked up for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then God said, how about mm-hmm. me? How are you going to love on me? What's a new way you're going to love on me? And so each night he gave me a new way, which then I started to think, okay, God, now you're teaching me how to be creative. Mm-hmm. Um, so every day we had a new way of loving on God, whether that was writing a love letter, which was a sure winner. We wrote songs, we wrote poetry. We had be still moments, which was simply we just be still for a moment in time, listen to some music, allow God to download something into our hearts. Mm-hmm. We even did things of evangelism. So we had acts of kindness where we'd send a bunch of flowers to somebody, send them a love no whatever we did so many things over the period of 30 days and that was really really amazing so i believe that that's one of the things that god will have me do is really just use use the things that he's teaching me to teach other people and and come back to that to, to teach to teach once is to learn twice over mm. um you know and for me it's about breaking the mold i always say to my husband break the rules mm. just because someone is doing it that way doesn't mean you have to do it in the same way okay. so it's a yeah so it's about breaking the rules you know there's lots of different ways we can worship god there's lots of different mm. ways we can spend time with him it's one mm-hmm. thing to know down and pray and read the bible but how else can we be creative how else can we love on god how else can we touch his heart you know and right. come you know yeah. before him in a different way and so yeah i think i'm <laughs> i'll so stop good. there yeah, that's awesome. You're de- you're you're definitely a very creative person. <laughs> Don't ever say that. Anymore. I mean, that's just creativity at work. You're just finding creative, simple ways to help um, you grow yourself and also help people bring people along that journey. I think that's fantastic, and I think everyone should check out that book, Spring Forth, and um, just so many other resources um, that Debbie does. I mean, it's like every month. There's always something new that Debbie's working on because I follow you on Instagram. So I see your post and I see, oh, yeah, she has this class she's doing this month. And I think mm-hmm. you do like a class every month. That's my yes. guess. Yeah. yeah. At least a minimum of one class um, every month. And so we yeah. have, we do have some lined up. So for next month, where, well, mm. for next month, we've got Navigating Your Life and we've got the Psalm Writing course, which was birthed out of the Secret Place Challenge, actually. So oh, I teach so you how cool. to write a psalm based that on the book of awesome. Psalms. Wow. So, yeah. um, I mean, people check out, the, the link is in the description below if you're watching on YouTube. Um, check out those resources. I think you should sign up for them. Those are awesome. Um, while, while you were speaking, I was just really inspired. Um, I wanted to ask, how do you deal with 
So it looks like you you have all these ideas that just come to your mind. Sometimes it's spontaneous. Sometimes they are deliberate that you oh, I'm gonna work on this, and then sometimes it's like God just drops an idea in your mind, like hey, you should do this, and oh, it's working for me, so I'm gonna do it for other people. Um, two questions that I have is how do you do? First question is how do you deal with the fear of starting? Because I feel like sometimes people have an idea or something they want to do, but that taking that first step can be terrifying. Um, how do you deal with that fear of starting? That's the first question. And then the second question is, how do you deal with the fear of success itself? There are those, mm-hmm. there's some people that feel like being successful is being prideful or putting themselves out there or self-promotion mm-hmm. or whatever, filling the gaps. So how okay. do you deal with um, th- that fear of starting something? And how do you deal with that fear of being too successful, if that's, <laughs> if that's possible? Thank you. Um, and I really like those questions. And the reason why I like it is because I have struggled <laughs> with both. <laughs> That's why I really, really like it. And God has yeah. really been helping me. Uh-huh. So the first thing, how do you deal with the fear of starting or just starting in the first place? So uh-huh. there are 101 things that Debbie should have done before now. <laughs> and to be quite frank, this year has really been a fruitful year just in terms of the things that God would have me do. And uh-huh. me actually listening and saying, you know what, God, I'm going to do it. Um, but how do you get over it? For me, and this is how I've gone over quite a lot of things, and it has been so difficult, is put, just putting a date down. So when I think about when I did Redesign Your Life for Success, I did it in August. Um, I think two months before, God gave me the vision. I was reading, doing a lot of research, and I, you know, I thought, you know what? I can see ideas for success in the Bible, and if people don't want to be successful in the world because of the second question you asked me, they're fearing it. I need to teach people that God wants you to be successful. God is honored when you're successful, when you are living life according to the potential that he has given you. You're exploring it regardless of your limitation. God is honored. You know, so um, from there, I just said, you know what? What always helps me is I just put a date down, but not just the date I let people know. So I did a flyer and I sent it out. At the moment, <laughs> at the point in which I did the flyer and I sent it, and I do this with a number of different things. I mean, thank God I've got a bit of experience now. So some of the materials yeah. and stuff I already know, but I'll just put the date out there and I've shared it. And once I've shared it, there's no going back because now, um, you know, one of my values is integrity. I, I, mm. I want to be who I say I am. So if I mm. tell you that, right, on the 25th of February, I'm going to do this program. And I may say that right now. I put it out and I share it with people and that's it. It has to happen. And so then I start to align myself. I start to prepare. So I start with the end in mind. That's where I'm going. What do I need to get there? And I start to work on it. I start to work on it because people then start to show interest and be like, oh, this is really good. I'm going to come. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I can't let these people down and I can't let God down. I mean, God is very merciful. I can say, well, God, okay, I'll do it next month and I'll do it next month. But enough of doing it next month. I've put the date down now. So I've got to do it. And that's what's worked for me. And, you know, I would say, I would sum that up to say, not just putting the date down, but accountability. Mm. If that's one thing that has helped me to grow spiritually, that has helped me to, you know, develop personally, that has even helped me to lose weight. So you probably know my journey. I lost um, 61 pounds in six months. Some of the things I've done, it has all been by accountability. I actually have an accountability group that I set up in January and there are five sisters, five of us. We meet every single month and we talk about our goals and we talk about our spiritual development and we talk about where we are. We talk about what's holding us back. We encourage one another and we pray together and we meet every single month. And it's just it's just a pair group of accountability sisters, we call ourselves. And we do that. That's the one thing. That's one of my keys to success that I 
can almost swear by <laughs> you know so that's one thing that's really really helped me then in terms of this um the um second question in terms of success you know the fear of success i believe yeah. i've answered that question in the first yeah. just in terms yeah. of god wants you to be successful and i know we, we the reason why we sometimes we don't want to be successful is because we think success is just about making money success yeah. is about being famous you know being on the stage success is all about self right but when we understand it from god's perspective when we know that god would have you be successful so one of the things i taught about you know just in terms of adam and eve god put adam and eve in the garden of eden when God placed them there, everything that they needed for life and godliness was there. God literally created success and put them in the middle of success. So then your question might be, well, if God has created Adam and Eve, given them everything they need to be successful and placed them right in the middle of it, why did they need to be successful? But let's not forget, God gave them man a mandate. What did God say? God said, be fruitful, uh -huh. multiply, right. increase the earth, replenish it. God uh -huh. gave them. God said, toil the land. God gave them work to do. So if God has given them work to do and it's already successful, why do I need to do work? That shows that God wants us to do work and God wants us to be successful because, you know, today's success is not enough for tomorrow it, or today's mm. blessing is not enough tomorrow it has to be sustained you have to maintain it. you have to nurture it that's why you have to nurture the gifts that god gives you when you think about the bible and the story of the talents it wasn't enough to just keep it you know keep it buried because you know you gave it to me i know you're a hard master no you have he god wants a return on his investment and so when god mm. has placed you there success simply means living your life according to, according to god's dictates so when mm. you say i'm afraid of success you're saying well god i'm afraid to live my life as you as you've um you've assigned for me you know yeah god i know you created me to fill a void because there's only there's something and i believe that we are all created for one thing that only there's something that only debbie can do that god has created me for other people so may good. do it but they will not do it the way debbie would do it and then for me to now say oh god that thing you created me for yeah i'm just gonna chill here i'm gonna let it's like the guy in in the book of proverbs when he says he's sitting in his house and you know he says there's a lion out there the lion he hasn't even been out there he doesn't even know there's a lion there you know he doesn't know maybe the lion's bound by a chain yeah. that's holding mm -hmm. it back mm -hmm. but he's saying no oh, there's a lion out there so i'm just gonna yep. sit in my room and be lazy and chill no when you do that you fail yourself when you do that you disappoint god so I can understand that, you know, we, we sometimes we have those limiting beliefs and we have those doubts and we say, no, I don't want to be successful. I don't want to put on a world stage. But if God says go on the stage, get on the stage. And it's yeah. not always about a big platform. Your platform might be in your home. It might be in your community. It might be in the slums or the ghetto somewhere. Wherever yeah. God has placed you, you know, you need uh -huh. to say, God, what would you have me do? And do it. And when you fulfill your God assigned, um, God ordained um, assignment, then you are successful in life. So success is not always what everybody else thinks it is. It's not always about amasses the world it's not always about being the best gospel singer or you know being the best preacher or having all the titles in the world you know so it's it's really about you understanding what is your definition of success according to what god has called you to do and then when yeah. you understand that yeah. you align yourself with god you say god you so god said i go you will go just like he said to, he said to moses to go back to the israelites you just mm. say wherever you lead me lord i will go whether it's difficult mm. when it's hard <laughs> don't be like jonah and say god now nah, man mm. I, i'm happy here do what god asks you to do so and good. and really that's it wow that is awesome um i'm like what am i supposed to do i'm fired <laughs> up <laughs> I, I love how you broke it down integrity accountability and i love the principle of just putting a date out there like i'm just going to set myself up for success i'm going to say that's people it. i'm going to do this and because i know that i like to keep my word because of my integrity 
Now I am bound to do that <laughs> because I have Absolutely. made a promise. Absolutely. I think I'm gonna... it, to be honest, it's just a pushing force. It helps to push you out there. Just go, mm. go do it. Go do it. Yeah. And I, and I love how you tied success to fulfilling God's purpose because it's almost mm. like there is something inside you that only you can actually do. And Absolutely. when you step out and do those things, that is you've been successful because you're doing those things. So good, man. Wow. Um, as we kind of bring to a close, um, my cousin asked a really good question that I wanted to. You, you talked, you've chopped, um, sorry, you've um, talked on some of this in the beginning, but I, th- I felt like it was really good. And here was his question He says, How do you maintain? It's like a two in one question. How do you maintain a powerful and positive mindset by countering an entirely negative mindset, especially when you feel you're stuck in the funk or sometimes you just want to give up up. what do you think i think sometimes a negative mindset um comes about by your environment and where Mm. you place yourself the books you read the programs you watch you know um and and so all of those things are not good so it's one thing for you to limit yourself it's one thing for you to have a negative mindset and one of the things i talked about on on um, the webinar yesterday was just in terms of the people we surround ourselves with that so there are some that we cannot we cannot do anything about it so our parents when we're growing up in a certain mm-hmm. environment the words mm-hmm. our parents speak over us actually become who we are you know we tend to believe what they say because they're they're a little they're like a god to us isn't it whatever they mm-hmm. say to us creates us until we get to a certain stage when we start to ask questions um mm-hmm. you know so it's one thing for other people to speak into your life and and it's another thing for you to allow them now when you're young it's very difficult there's not much you can do about it but mm-hmm. as you get older people are still speaking into your life not just your parent not just society but the news the people you hang about with all of those different things are compounding thoughts into your mind and the question is are you allowing them to come in are you allowing that to, to form your state of mind or are you rejecting it and you know mm-hmm. it's not just enough for you to just reject it and just say that's not my portion you actually have to remove yourself from those environments if they're not conducive to you if you find Mm. you're around i mean there's some certain people there are actually people who i've blocked on whatsapp um you know because because they always have a negative mindset and they Mm. always try to um to protrude that or to you know get that mindset onto me you know so in terms of people that i mentor when the people that i mentor when they have negative mindset i always try to find out what's the roots what is causing this where is this coming from what are you listening mm-hmm. to who is speaking into your life what music what songs what what books are you reading are you spending enough time in the word are you listening to the enemy what voice are you allowing to speak to you you know you have to do something about that you have to change your atmosphere and this is one of the things i, I taught in them um, the secret place challenge when we did the be still moment when we do the be still moment you find an environment and you just be still and sometimes it's very difficult to quiet yourself because your 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 flesh will start to speak to you and the noise Mm. of the world will start to speak to you and all sorts of things will come into your mind and so what we do we do we get some music and we just use the music to set the atmosphere sometimes a smell it may be a smell maybe you just have some perfume you put some nice lovely candles on and you just quiet your mind and you quiet your mind and you just you can even say to your, your mind be still until you get to a mo- moment when you're still in the presence of god and then you allow mm. god to then by that moment you may switch your music off and allow god to speak to your heart god may even speak to your heart with the music playing but it's really about taking control of your environment and the atmosphere you place yourself in you know if you're around people who are always negative who are always bringing you down who don't believe in your vision who don't believe you can be successful who keep on they may be Christians or non-Christians remove Mm. yourself from that environment or if it's people that are very close just say look I'm really sorry I can't entertain this right now Um, you know and just remove yourself (laughs) whoever headphones in listen to something else you know (laughs) whatever you've got to do take Mm -hmm. care of your mind 
Yeah, I love that. I love I love how you broke down that negative mindset. Is some of it is from internal, uh, mm-hmm. which a lot of things we talked about today that you can take care of the internal, like some of the examples you dropped, which is what are you um, um, like the secret place um, challenge you mentioned, challenge. which is feeding yourself on the word, uh, but listen to good things that grow you from the inside and then you also talked about the external which yeah the external is actually sometimes even more powerful the people you surround yourself with the people Absolutely. that influence you the things that influence you and being okay to cut off those things if they're not helping you move this forward things mm-hmm. are really powerful but i hope that was helpful um cousin and um um wow I, I could keep going i'm just i'm loving this i'm enjoying this but i'm running out of time um as yeah. we bring this to a close um my last question for you would be so uh, we're getting to the end of 2020 at the time of this recording um it's december it's gonna mm-hmm. 2020 is ending in two weeks we're stepping into a new year a, a new year now 2020 has been a very beautiful and also interesting year all over the world it's been challenging mm-hmm. how can we what are some practical things we can do to prepare ourselves for the new year, especially seeing the amount of negativity, the amount of things that we've all had to process through in 2020? In How do we set ourselves up for success going into 2021? Okay, so the first thing I would say is not to discount 2020. <laughs> what do I mean by that? One of the things, <laughs> one of the things I've taught my coaching clients is um, is this. You know, 2020 has been a very rocky year um but god is not unaware god knew about 2020 and mm-hmm. you know the bible says he doesn't reveal everything to us we, we get to know in in time the seasons of time but when you look back at 2020 think about all the good things that god has done what has god done let me tell you something right a couple mm. of weeks my aunt died mm. my neighbor to the left died my neighbor wow. in front died my oh, wow. my husband's best friend's father died i have had and that you know death is probably the worst thing we can think of that has happened in this season mm-hmm. aside from the fact that a, a very close family member of mine also contracted covid wow. <laughs> you know my uh, my daughter lost her job and she was made um, redundant you know so wow. if i think about all the negative things that have happened this year i have had my fair share mm. but in 10 years time and in 20 years time and in 30 years time when they say wow debbie you lived through 2020 we read about that in the history books and god you know how did you survive I don't want to tell them about all the negative things that happened. God has been mm. good to me. I'm going to talk about how he drew me to him, how he grew my business, how he developed me spiritually. All of the things and the people I was meant to impact, you know, so many good things. If we would mm. only look. So the first thing I would say is look back and count your blessings because God mm. has been merciful and God has been good. Count your blessings and then use that to propel and to take yourself forward into 2021. Now, um, I always teach planning you know planning ahead um i tend to plan my year ahead when it's my birthday because Mm. i just think you know when you do it in january everyone does it in january and then by the middle of february they've all forgotten about it so i always do it for my birthday but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it at all always having always have in mind what are what are you planning to do for the new what will god have you do what is god's assignment for you as you move into 2021 and i believe that a lot of the clues for what god will have you do is found in the seeds that he's sown in your life in 2020 
and that is the mm. reason why you cannot discount this year look at all the lessons you've learned look at all the places god has taken you even through the tough you know the tough times the fire the storm he's brought you out of those are the things that are going to propel you into greatness in 2021 so look at those things and start to plan with god read your bible pray every day find creative mm. ways to love on jesus but mm-hmm. think you know how can i be a blessing what did god what does god want me to do whose heart does god want me to touch you know how can i leave an impact in this world i've spoken about so many people who have passed away in just in my life and around me you know what legacy have they left behind what legacy what's your imprint going to be on the year 2021 when it's over and done with when you move into 2022 what are you going to say you know so i've been in reflective mode this um last week just looking just in terms of the things that i have done in this year and i have my Mm. goals and i have my plans but i just love how god has um work not necessarily work with them but how god has breathed over them and created new life things that i didn't expect to do god has done for me and through me that that doesn't mean i've done everything that i planned to Mm. do for Mm -hmm. this year but i've i've said to god you know by planning and by looking forward i said to god you know i'm not taking my life lightly i want to do something with my life i want to live my potential i want to die empty i don't want to die with what god has what god has instilled with me still inside Mm -hmm. of me so Mm -hmm. i'm going out and i'm exhausting myself in the name of god to do those things that he would have me do so plan with god you know think big plan with god you know and just don't don't live life by default don't let the wind just blow you anyhow don't be conformed to the lifestyle of the world you know allow god to to renew your mind by the word of God that you read. I mean, I could go on and on, but yeah, that's what I I'll leave you, you with could. today. <laughs> I know you could. I mean, you're just a one natural teacher. You could just teach us forever. And, <laughs> and the beauty about it is everything you're dropping is just so much gold. And this is so much value. If this is adding value to you, please click the like button, subscribe. This is so, so awesome. Debbie, you are amazing. Guys, check out Debbie's resources. She has, she's just full of wisdom and what i what i really admire and love about debbie is the way she connects success and faith together for me at least personally my faith is very important my my work with the lord is very important and i am always trying to make sure that as i pursue my goals and pursue the things i want to do i'm working with god and having a relationship with jesus so if you're like that you are passionate about growing yourself passionate about growing spiritually about being successful living a successful life and at the same time growing in your faith and growing spiritually you should check out Debbie's resources. She has incredible resources every month. She's always teaching at least one class, and you can sign up um, for coaching sessions, buy a book, visit a store, and and connect with her. You will find this links, all the links to how you can connect with Debbie uh, in my descriptions uh, below. But Debbie, you know, I just want to thank you. Thank you for sharing all your wisdom with us today, and this has been such a fun, fun conversation. And I'm looking forward to my next guest, whether my next guest is going to be. But hey, if you're watching this, thank you for joining us. Click the like button, leave us a comment, let us know where you're watching from and let us know what did you like about this? What's the one thing that really stuck with you that you say, I, this is like the biggest key I got from this. And we love you and we will see you in the next video. Cheers. Thank you for having me. Bye.